everyone, welcome back to Football in a Nutshell. Now, today is going to be a very special podcast to me as it's, in my opinion, the one I've probably spent the most time making since uh, I started making Football in a Nutshell. That's because this is a uh, special podcast, a Christmas special, if you will, because uh, last podcast, uh, my revised Premier League predictions, I got, I believe, three total plays, which obviously is very low. It's my, my lowest ever podcast, but... Uh, really made me look back and uh, realise that I have it's, my podcast has grown quite a good bit since the start I mean it's been listened to on three different continents loads of different countries and uh, has over a hundred total plays across the lot uh, so uh, today to uh, I don't know celebrate the success I suppose you could say uh, I've decided to make this my most ambitious podcast to date and it's the top 100 players currently in world football. Now, if I'm being honest, this took me hours to make. Because uh, originally I was going through every top team er, in every top league. Well, even in some of the lower leagues, I was looking at them. And uh, seeing who I think could potentially make it in the top 100. Then I had too many players, so I had to whittle it down. And you'll see a lot of them in the honorable mentions list. And it's just... And, uh, after that, I had to compile the whole list 100 to 1 and like review his laws of every different player. And it's just, it's such a tough task. I mean, I really do would like to see other people's attempt at this. This is the best that I could do. Uh, my top 100 players in <laughs> world football right now. Before that, I need to get into some honorable mentions. Now, uh, first and foremost, I'm going to go with uh, Aaron Wambasaka, Manchester United right back. Quality, quality right back defensively. Uh, just couldn't get in because not a large enough sample size from him. And uh, also, uh, attacking wise, not the best either. Uh, Harry Maguire, brilliant centre back for England and Manchester United, just, just missed out. And he was literally the last person to uh, miss out on that spot. Tango Dombele, Vertonghen and Valdrovaro both came very close. James Madison was close. Kepa Pulisic. Fabianski, I think, is a phenomenal keeper from West Ham. Just couldn't quite get in there ahead of some of the other goalkeepers. Uh, Edison Cavani, I was shocked that I couldn't get him in, but yeah, <laughs> such as the competition, couldn't get him in. Uh, Kinsey Promise, uh, Nabil, well, Kinsey Promise, originally I had, uh, was going to put him quite high up, as uh, recently at Bryce, I think he did phenomenal, but this time Sevilla was abysmal, so I can't, couldn't do it. Um, on top of that, he had the likes of Nabil Fekir, injuries, Rodrigo, not consistent enough. Uh, Jose Jimenez, I'd like to see how he does it outside of a Simeone system. Samuel Titi, one of my favourite centre-backs in world football, just couldn't get in. Uh, Alexandro, Aaron Ramsey, uh, just so many top players that couldn't get in. Another one, David Alaba, Leon Goretzka, Akanji, uh, Upamecano and Konate. I originally wanted to have both of them in there, but uh, neither could make it such as the competition. Poulsen, also an Orby Lexi player. Leon Bailey, uh, Jonathan Ta. That's just to name a few off the start. Valverde is another one doing really well at Real Madrid. Just couldn't force his way in there yet. But the main one that I completely just forgot about when I was going around, as I was, was always going to make a statement. I'm sure there's another top, top player that I've forgotten about still. And uh, hasn't made it into the list, but uh, the main one that I missed out was, was uh, 
Dusan Tadic. I mean, Dusan Tadic should be well, well into the top 100. But uh, I completely forgot about him till the very end. And I wasn't going to go ripping up my entire... Bloody, uh, I wasn't going to go ripping up my entire uh, list just to satisfy Dusan Tadic. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's, some, that's just some of the honourable mentions. I'll probably mention a few more throughout the rest of the podcast. But uh, without further ado, I'm going to get into the uh, number 100 spot. And I just squeeze in there, and that is going to be, for me, Axel Witzel. A uh, Belgian midfielder for a lot of his career, never played for the top teams. But then, since he's come to Borussia Dortmund, I think he's been a phenomenal midfielder. Good tackle interception numbers, great passing, good goal and assist numbers, good creativity. Um, just a great, great midfielder for club and country, well-rounded. I think he deserves to be in the top 100 uh, footballers in the world. Next is up is going to be a uh, fullback, but uh, not one from the main leagues. One of the few players that features from outside Europe's top five leagues in this one, and it's going to be Alex Telles of Brazil and Porto. I think he's a phenomenal left back, good output, good defensively. It's only a matter of time until a top team picks him up, and I think he's one of the best left backs in the world, and really needs to get out of Porto, in my opinion. But even though he is playing in the weak league, I still think he's deserving of being in the top 100 footballers in the world. Um, next is going to be another top left back, who I have a feeling Chelsea may sign, and it is Ben Chilwell. Uh, this spot it could also go to uh, Ricardo Pereira, both full backs from Leicester, phenomenal players. I've gone with Chilwell because he could be a Chelsea player in the future, and <laughs> that's so real reason I have a very even match and yeah in my opinion two quality fullbacks but I've gone with Chilwell to fill the spot uh, 97 is another player which that it's a two way kind of thing with, I've gone with Ruben Evans but Jan Moutinho as well is it's like a kind of two for the price of one I suppose you could say I think they're both unbelievable uh, midfielders for Wolves but uh, the one I've ultimately gone for, just probably because he's a little bit younger and there's a little bit more hype around him, is Ruben Neves. I think both of them could be in the top 100, but I've gone for Ruben Neves. 96 is a man who really has slipped down in my pecking order. I would have put him as probably top 30 at his peak. Uh, that's Lorenzo Insigne. Um, I think he's just fallen off in his output a bit recently. Very small and... I don't know, there's just something about Insigne, don't think he's the player he once was, still deserving of the top 100 in the world, I'm not going to do him a disjustice or anything like that, or maybe I have done, but uh, yeah, I've gone with Insigne, and uh, Herving Lozano is another man who could have potentially got that spot, but I do still do think that uh, Insigne is a better player than him. Moving on to number 5, and uh, this is a player that I thought I um, left out of the top 100, but it appears that I put him in. I put him in the honourable mentions and in the actual list. That is Upam Makano uh, of Orbi Leipzig. I spoke about him earlier. Phenomenal centre-back. Very well-rounded. Very young French centre-back. Playing in a top league. And I think he's a great player. And I uh, expect big things from him in the future. I don't think Orbi Leipzig is ceiling. I can certainly see a top club coming in for him. Well, it's up to debate where Orbi, whether or not Orbi Leipzig are a top club. At the as of right now, but uh, yeah, certainly I think he has a big move ahead of him. Very young, very good centre back, and as I was talking about Konate as well, could have gone in there. Uh, up next at 94 is Danny Parejo, uh, great uh, 
Valencia midfielder. I think he's a great player. I watched him a couple of times. Well, not more than a couple of times. I've seen him a lot for Valencia. And whenever I see him, I think he just looks like a great player, great output as well. A lot of people say that you should never judge a player by stats. I am very pro stats, and I think uh, he's speak for themselves. Um, great, great player, and uh, I think well and truly deserving of being in the top 100 players in the world. Up there with some of Spain's best midfielders. And I think they probably, bar maybe France, someone else have the best midfielder in the world. So, yeah. And then moving on to number 93 in the top 100. And, uh, yeah, this is another player that I think this season, well, probably the first player I think this season, has pulled himself into the top 100 in the world uh, category. And that is going to be Latoro Martinez. Last year, first game to Inter Milan, didn't really think much of him, if I'm being honest. Uh, overshadowed by large parts by Cardi. And uh, now, him and Lukaku, a brilliant strike uh, combination. There's no other way I can put it. They're brilliant together, and um, I think he has put himself in the top 100 players in the world right now. It's up for debate. All these positions are up for debate, higher or lower. I think bar in terms of the kind of 100 to probably 40 range very few people will have people will have players where i think they're exactly the same position so well, but, but for me 93rd in the world that's all martinez it makes sense uh but moving on to uh, the number 92 spot it's a man called bruno fernandez uh Plays for Sporting Lisbon. Great, great output there. Uh, could have signed for United in the summer. I think he will get his top move eventually. But as for now, he's just going to keep my brilliant with Sporting Lisbon. And uh, yeah, good on him. And uh, yeah, I think he is for me. Even th- he's my last Portuguese uh, league player. I have on probably the best player in the league there. And uh, for me, a top 100 player in the world. But moving on now to the number 91 spot. And nearly done. And now this is going to be Wojciech Szczesny. Goalkeeper, Juventus. You know exactly what you're going to get for Szczesny. Huge leaps and bounds since he left Arsenal. I think not many people would have them outside the top 100 or outside the top 10 goalkeepers in the world. Just a very solid keeper for a top club. And uh, yeah, I think this is the right spot for him. Number 90. It's a bit of a controversial pick, I think. I think a lot of people have him higher than this. It's Dries Mertens. I don't know about Therese Mertens. Um, I think he's. I think something about him today is that he's in decline for me. But mm, I, I, I think maybe I've done him a bit harshly here, as the 90th best player in the world. But uh, I think it's for, I think it's ha- a harsh but fair ranking, I suppose, for Therese Mertens. And uh, yeah, 90th probably maybe he deserves a bit better for. Been great for Napoli and Belgium for a number of years now. Consistency and uh, yeah, I think he's better on the Sari than Ancelotti though is uh, one thing I'd say, and probably why I've maybe done him a bit of an injustice here. But now we're down into the 80s and uh, 80s. Uh, it's crammed with controversial opinions in my opinion, uh, but uh, yeah, I'll go with it anyways. Uh, Controversial, but in my opinion, it's probably fair at the same time. 89, Amir Hantanovic. 
Hamilton Handanovic, is that right? I don't know. Either way, Inter Milan goalkeeper, very tall, great for a number of years, possibly come near the twilight of his career, but I think uh, by no means does that mean he's outside the top 100 players in the world. 89, seems like fair ranking, I think he's better in Chesney, I think he's the best goalkeeper in Syria and still, and uh, yeah, hard to dispute when Inter are flying high like this, and he's a big part of that. 88, now this is the one I think there's going to be a lot of controversy surrounding this one. Oh, here see. There's not going to be a lot of contro- controversy. I'm not sure how many people care, but still. Uh, I'm going with Joe Felix, the Golden Boy winner. In my opinion, he's extremely overrated. Still top honor in the world. Extremely overrated. I mean, all this talk, we're in Christmas, and uh, he's been a great signing by all accounts. And I know he's been injured for a bit, but two goals, one assist. It's not the output of a 100 what, 120 million pound player? I mean, it was a ridiculous price. 15 goals, never reached double digits in goals, and the only other season of his career was spent in the Portuguese league. So for me, Joe Felix, yeah, he's a good player. I'm not going to dispute that. Probably will be among the top players in the world in the future. But for me, I think as of right now, he's a bit, uh, he's overhyped. But I'm not going to say a bit overhyped. He is overhyped. Uh, 87. Diego Godin is the man. I mean, he's b- this year, I think he, over the last few years, had let it go as they've kind of flattered to deceive, I suppose. Uh, I think he's kind of fallen down in my taking order, Diego Godin. And I would have said he's top hun- outside the top 100 until this year. Huge counter into Milan. Didn't know if it was the right decision. And he's just been phenomenal. <laughs> he's been their best centre back. Uh, well, probably not their best centre-back, but one of the best centre-backs anyways. Alongside De Vrij and Skriniar. It's a great uh, trio. And I think firmly deserves to uh, be in the top 100 once again. People could say that he's uh, higher up. I can 100% understand it, but that's the way it's going for me. 86th is going to be Casemiro of Real Madrid. And I think, yeah, looking at back at it, I may have done a bit of because he's been great for Real Madrid for a number of years but uh, yeah Casemiro if the main thing I think about Casemiro is in a completely imbalanced Real Madrid team for a number of years he does so much work and he rightly gets his praise for it but I think a lot of other people could do what Casemiro does for that Real Madrid team and I think he's needed which is why he stays in the team for so long but yeah uh, it's up to debate for me whether or not he actually is a phenomenal midfielder or is he just playing in a system that complements him greatly. And that is, uh, it is a challenge to uh, pick out which one it is, but uh, yeah, for me, 86 is where I'm going to put him. And uh, next up is a man from Juventus, uh, midfielder, and I think last few years he's kind of had a bit of a drop off, but I still think he's a top 100 player in the world. And that is going to be Pjanic, Bosnian and Herzegovina midfielder. I don't think there's much to say about him. You know what you're getting with Pjanic. Uh, everyone knows him being around for a number of years, but slightly dipped in the last few years. Uh, but uh, still, still a great, great player. Um, 84th player, 84th is going to be Milinkovic Savic, uh, Lazio midfielder. Touted for a big move for a number of years, and I think he might get it this year an all-round midfielder for Lazio and Serbia and 
Yeah, I think he's a great player and few would dispute putting him in the top one. Uh, in third now, well not third, I didn't say in third the last one, but it was wrong. Uh, David De Gea declined in the last few years, but over the last decade has been the best goalkeeper in the world over the course of it. No disputes. 83rd, correct. <laughs> and next uh, is 82nd and... Uh, Compared to David Hay, people I can understand people being a little bit aggrieved by this, but I'm gonna say Condogbia. A few times I watch him for Valencia, just controls games. Brilliant midfielder, controls games with top top players. Uh, physically a beast, and technically also very strong. Great midfielder, and uh, yeah, 82nd in the world seems like a fair enough pick. 81st in the world potentially, in my opinion, could be a controversial opinion. And that is Hakim Ziyech, who is um, the Ajax, well, kind of winger come midfielder. I think he's more of a winger, but uh, yeah, brilliant player, very technically gifted, not overly quick, good output as well. Could be put a little bit higher, but in the weaker leagues, you're always going to see me uh, down, I suppose, down uh, rate other people because they're in the weaker leagues, and uh, yeah, this is no exception. Idiot. This is a very controversial opinion. Uh, it's Gareth Bale. I think for a number of years now, Gareth Bale, not a guaranteed starter at club level, international level. In Wales, it's not like they've done much since 2016 Euros. So I'm not, I'm not sure about Gareth Bale anymore. I think it's really testing that they wanted to get rid of him so clearly. No top club would get him. People weren't, he wasn't worth the wages, and I think this stage, it is fair to say that he is the 18th best player in the world. Uh, 79th, I'm going with Fabian Ruiz. Napoli, uh, I have five Napoli players on this list, and uh, this is, I believe, this is maybe the third one. Fabian Ruiz, brilliant up-and-coming Spanish midfielder for Napoli. Touted for a big move, Real Madrid uh, potentially, but uh, yeah, for me. For me, 79th best player in the world. 78th. Another man who could be in a similar boat to Gareth Bale is um, Uzumani Dembele. I think his output, I think he's going to get more effective output out of any other attacker on this list, which is ultimately why I've had to come here, even though he has all the tricks in the book, has all the talent in the world, but still the output has never been what you would expect of a player who has one spot for over 100 million. And uh, that's why he's coming in at 78. Uh, 77th, a man who's really upped his game this year. He's a Chelsea player, and uh, it's Mateo Kovacic. I believe this is the first Chelsea player to feature on this list. There will be three others. And, um, yeah, really upped his game. And for me, he forced my hand to put him in, putting him in the top 100 players in the world, even though I put him second on my uh, worst transfers of the summer uh, podcast which I may redo and also review uh, in an upcoming podcast, but there's a few other ones that I want to do uh, before then. Uh, next, at 76th, is going to be Kai Havertz, the up-and-coming uh, golden boy candidate for uh, Bayern Leverkusen. For me, a more well-rounded player than Joao Felix, and a more complete player at this time. And that is why he gets in. He gets good over. 12 positions ahead of him, and uh, yeah, I think he's 100% deserving of the spot. 
Next in 75th, Quarantine Taliso. I spoke that Goretzka couldn't get in this uh, list. Taliso, more complete midfielder for me. I really liked him. All round. All round, good at everything. And uh, yeah, he's just he's one of those players I really, really like. And uh, 75th, I mean, most people could argue players up or down on this uh, on this list, but uh, I can 100% see why people would uh, put him either way, but 75th seemed like a fair spot to me. 74th, Marcus Rashford. He's really upped his game this year, uh, Rashford. The output has been strong, really carrying that Manchester United attack on his own. Well, not carrying, because Martial's been gone for a lot of times. That's probably the re- main reason for it. But yeah, he's up this output, but I can't put a player who's never, until the season, never got over 10 Premier League goals any higher than 74th best player in the world. Um, Luka Modric, 73rd. This is another player I can see being a controversial choice. Um, Luka Modric is an all-time great. There's no, dis- there's no disputing him. No one can ever tarnish his legacy. Um, but in this day and age, it's time for me. He's getting phased out of the Real Madrid team. Phased out of the midfield that I don't think is one of the top midfields in the world, which is a struggle. Output hasn't been as good. It was like the la- that World Cup where he won the Player of the Tournament and subsequently won the Ballon d'Or this year. That year, uh, I think that was a bit of a last hurrah for him. And uh, now he's the 73rd best player in the world. And a midfielder that I think is that is better than him, or more effective, should I say, is uh, s- number 72, Wilfred Ndidi. Unbelievable player is the best way I can describe Ndidi. The way that man has progressed in Leicester since that arrival from Genk, I think he's been absolutely phenomenal. There's no other way I can describe him. Um, I, re- I really do like Wilfred Ndidi, and I think... I think at this stage it is fair to say that he is a better midfielder than Modric. I mean, if I were to put one of my team age excluded, I'd probably go with Wilfred Ndidi. Uh, 71, this is another uh, player which, I don't know, I honestly don't know what the public perception is going to be about this list, but it's going to be Pablo Sarabia. I think it's another one people go either way, depending on whether they like his style of play or not. And he's a very efficient player. For Sevilla, uh, was for Sevilla even now at PSG, very technically gifted, and I think, yeah, I think it's very fair to say that he is 71st best player in the world. Uh, 70th, Anthony Martial. I think he's better than Rashford. Over the course of his career, he's more efficient in front of goal and in creative. He, I think he's a better dribbler. I think he's just all around a more complete player than Max Rashford. So he comes in 70. 69th, Arthur, midfielder for Barcelona. Uh, Starting midfielder, no questions about it. The main reason that uh, he does slide down to 69th is because he gets slim to none defensive action from Arthur. And I think in a lot of systems that wouldn't work one bit. 68th, Rabiot. Rabiot hasn't done it for a while. A very long while since he was at his brilliant best at PSG. But he's th- still the same player. He's still in his prime. And I think under Juventus, eventually he'll like ease into that team and be one of the best midfielders in the world again. 67th, the second Chelsea player to feature on this list, Tammy Abraham. A gold machine. 
100%. He's in the top 100 players in the world. 67th. I think he's a better striker than Martial and Rashford. Great, great player. Uh, all around speed, physicality, is every tool required to be a top striker. And I think if he stays at Chelsea for the majority of his career, which he's grown up, he grew up a Chelsea fan, so isn't the craziest thing in the world to suggest. I think he could push the likes of Rooney and Alan Shearer for that golden boot. I mean, if he scores 20 goals a season for the next 10 years, he'll be over that 200 mark. So, yeah, Tommy Abraham, unbelievable forward. Uh, 66, Danny Carvalho. Probably, for me, he probably slipped out of the top 100 players in the world last year, Danny Carvalho. But he's had a renaissance this year, and uh, I think he's back to that. One of the top right backs in the world, and uh, yeah, I think uh, him and Akimi, who's missed out on this list, unfortunately for him. Um, so I think that's another one that you could say is a bit of a controversial opinion. He's been brilliant for Dortmund over the last two years, but uh, I think him and that's going to be a very good competition at Real Madrid next year, and I look forward to seeing it. 65th though, staying in the Bundesliga, kind of because I mentioned Akimi. Really <laughs> I'm going with Lucas Hernandez. Big, big signing for Atletico Madrid. 70 million was it? I think he isn't worth that much, but he's a good. He's very versatile. He's won a World Cup while being a starter. Because oh, you all can often say that Shocker and Mustafi, Howard has all these players have won World Cups, but Lucas Hernandez did it as starter, out of position. Great player, versatile, and uh, yeah, for me. I mean, Theo Hernandez was one straight higher than him, which is just b absolutely bizarre to me. Great player for uh, Bayern Munich. Good, si uh, He'll be a good sign in the long run if they go with that back three of Sula. Uh, <coughs> sorry, Sula, him and Pavard. Well, I think that's a very exciting back three for whoever comes in uh, full-time in summer. 64th, Jordi Alba. Jordi Alba... The left back for years, I criticise, call him overrated, and I think he's gonna get phased out fairly soon. I think from that team, Barcelona, very reliant on pace, and uh, yeah, but I think he's a good enough player. I think he's a decent enough left back, and I think 64th in the world based on all his accomplishments. So he has done at the top level. Fair enough, I think. Uh, 63rd, Lenglet. I wanted to put Umtiti in the spot, but Lenglet, he's just, he's just kept him out of the team, hasn't he, over the last few years. Uh, since that signing, I believe, it was around 20-odd million. And, um, yeah, I can't put him any higher than this, based on that horrific performance in the Champions League against Liverpool, him and PK, which is the reason PK misses out as well. I mean, PK, I can never look at it, that man's the same centre-back after that. And, uh, yeah... Until he just couldn't make on. He's not starting. He's start not starting enough. 62nd, I've gone with Memphis Depay. Unbelievable output over the last few years for Leon in the Liga. And he's also been really, really good for um, Netherlands. I think he carries that attack on his back at times. Especially when he sees the likes of Ryan Babel still getting into the mix. Which for a team that's going to be competing at the Euros next year. Is <laughs> fairly shambolic, but I think Memphis Depay. Yeah, he I can't put him any higher because of that disastrous spell at United. The only time he's ever been in the top top league, 
and that does weigh him down. He's, it's always going to weigh me down for him unless he goes back to one of those top leagues and proves himself. But coming in 61st is a man who has recently voted the, um, I believe, 10th best player in the world in the Ballon d'Or rankings. I put him 61st, Riyad Mahrez. I mean, there's eight players that are better than him at uh, at City. And I don't know how, if when the team is fully fit, you're not a guaranteed starter, how you can be in the top ten players in the world. Especially when it's a team like Man City, who are like fairly far off the pace in the Premier League at the minute. So, um, yeah, 61st seems like the position that he belongs in. Definitely not ten- nowhere near 10th. 60th, Donny van de Beek. I am really excited for the future of Donny van de Beek. <laughs> Coming up to Ajax, we'll probably get his move in the summer. I think it'll be... It's a big decision for him where he needs to go because he needs to get out of Ajax. He's not going to spend his entire career at Ajax and be one of the top midfielders in the world. You just don't see that anymore. Players playing in the top leagues. Uh, not playing in the top leagues, should I say. And being one of the top players in the world for a consistent amount of time. Think he, ha- he think he has to move. Where to? Uh, I'm not 100 sure, but uh, yeah, I'm excited for his future. 59th, Karim Benzema. Benzema has forced my hand. Originally, I, I suppose if you made this last year, he would be completely gone. But he's come back into it. I mean, he's had a few down seasons. I always rated him higher than most when he was facilitating for Ronaldo for all those years. But now he's the main man, and I think he's been great for Real Madrid. And I think, for me, I think he's 59th in the world. Is that a disservice? Is that too much? I don't know. That he is a real case of where do I put him, a striker like him. And 59th is the best I can come up with. Uh, 58th uh, is going to be Alexander Lacazette. A lot of the time he's backup choice to uh, Aubameyang. But when he's on the fi- pitch, he shows why he's such a great striker. and Probably top five. I'd say definitely top five in the Premier League. Well, I hope I don't contradict myself by putting uh, more than five strikers back in. But I think Aubameyang, Kane, Aguero, and Firmino are the only ones ahead of him. So yeah, he's top five. And uh, yeah, I think uh, 58th, perfectly fine position for him. 57th, Brozovic. Um, at the World Cup, I think you'll remember Croatia's magnificent run to the final uh, before they lost to France. But uh, Brozovic did not get the praise because everyone talked about Rakitic, who has sadly not made the list. I don't know how I, I don't know how I've done that. that. He's one of my favourite ever players to watch. Is uh, Rakitic, but he hasn't made the list. And uh, yeah, Brozovic didn't get any credit thanks to the two of them doing all the defensive output balancing out that midfield and I think now he's finally people are finally starting to realise what a good player he is 57 in the world right for me uh, 56 he's been on red hot form and has propelled himself up the list and that is Jamie Vardy I think he's going to break his record I really do I think he's going to break his record of I think it was 11 or 12 consecutive games scored in I think he's going to do it again and uh, playing great for Leicester at the minute no one can dispute that he is a great striker at this stage, and uh, yeah, good on him. Oh, people say he was over reliant on pace, now well into his 30s, still going strong. 55th, 
is uh oh never mind i didn't put lacazette in the top five uh, i just realized that i forgot uh lacazette isn't in the top five strikers uh, in the league now completely contradicting myself by putting jamie Vardy. <laughs> but anyways uh 55th is i'd say one of the most overrated players in the world roberto formino roberto formino as a false nine I used to rate him very highly when people didn't. I rated him higher than most when he first got delivered. Pulls out, I say. Good defensive actions, good passing. But now he gets spoken about in the same light as the top, top strikers in the world, the Lewandowski's, them. And he's the oldest member of the front three. People say he's the best. I mean, he goes on these massive scoring routes without, uh, and then no one seems to pass any heed of him whatsoever. Does like a big goal to be fair to him, but last year 12 goals in the Premier League, in a see in a team which got 97 points, he only managed 12 goals. An attacking team, so far in the Premier League, he has four goals. It's coming up to Christmas, like I know he is good enough creative output, but as a striker, he need to be scoring goals. And this season, he has been playing further forward, less in the false nine role, and uh, still isn't delivering. I mean, if I look at Divock Origi. Well, obviously, he's come nowhere near this list. This is Divock Origi, but he's three goals in the Premier League. He's one off him in four starts. Compared to a man who's starting week in, week out. And uh, that is, for me, why Roberto Firmino is one of the most overrated players in the world. And, uh, yeah, moving on from my little rant about Roberto Firmino. He's one of the most underrated players in the world. Antonio Rudiger, the Chelsea man. Chelsea's defence is absolutely lost without him. I mean, he's a phenomenal player. I mean, speed, strength, good passing, a leader. He is what I want in a, in a centre-back. And I think he's a great centre-back for Chelsea. Criminally underrated. Our second best player, easily. And uh, no one, well, Tammy kind of comes close to him. But for me, since he's been injured for so long, people forget what a good player he is. And I look forward to when he comes back. I think Chelsea will be twice the team. Uh, but moving on to the number 53 spot, which is Youngman Son. Uh, I may be doing Son a bit of a disservice here, uh, but he's he's patchy, let's be honest. I mean, some days he's absolutely phenomenal. I'm looking forward to seeing what else he can do under Chelsea Mourinho. Made a good start. I don't think he already came out and said he loved him, which usually means that he'll be the first to stab him in the, <laughs> in the back in Mourinho's third year, but uh, nonetheless, Youngman Son. A phenomenal player, but the patchy nature, the purple patches, um, that's that's kind of what's dragged him down outside the top 50, which, I, I don't know, I think it's, it feels like a bit of a disservice. So 52 is a man who's finally getting the credit he deserves since he's left Everton, Idrissa Ghana Gay. An unbelievable, uh, like Ndidi I spoke about earlier, but Gay is like the enhanced version of Ndidi. Unbelievable tackle in section numbers, good passer of the ball, and I think he will if um, this if this uh, team, well, what are PSG team? Don't know how I forgot the word for PSG. Uh, if this PSG team is going to do something in the Champions League this year, which let's be honest, it's looking a likely possibility. Idrissa Gonagay is going to be the key piece that does that for him. I mean. Uh, Look at his who scored right in, uh, um, just on his who scored now. 3.8 tackles and 1.6 interceptions per game in Liga at the minute. 
and PSG are a team that receives a lot of the ball, wins everything, and they're 30 years old. I think it's it's great to see him at a top club. And uh, yeah, 52nd best player in the world, 100%. 51, Alan, another Napoli boy in there. I think it. No, he's the second last Napoli player I have on the the list, and uh, another great, great player. Uh, just all round, very in that complete midfield. Three point eight tackles him in Syria as well. This year probably not having as good a season as Gay, but over the course of the last few years, I think he's probably been the better player. As Napoli have been a better side, and they've been quite reliant on him. But anyways, just. Just kicking off our top 50. I think when I was doing this list, I felt that this was the perfect man to get us started in the top 50. Marco Royce. Royce, he's been injured the entirety of his career. And uh, I mean, he really, really could have been the top five player in the world for a long time, but injuries hindered him. And I think he came back last year, played very, very well. Nowhere near top five, though, in. the world and uh, yeah, I think I think uh, Alan, uh, I think ugh, I think Marco Royce, great players, doing very well this year at Dortmund still, uh, and uh, yeah, I think 50 best player in the world. It feels like the right right positioning for him. 49th is a man I believe, unless it's changed over the weekend, has the second most goals of anyone in Europe's top five league at the minute. Chiro Immobile, 29 years old, Italian striker. I think he's just a great player. 17 goals and 5 assists so far in Serie A this season. I mean, he's been unbelievable. Um, I mean, you could, there's an argument to be said that he's run a bit hot, but 3.9 shots a game and 3.3 inside the penalty are probably not so actually. But um, yeah, I really, I really, really like Chiro Immobile. Five assists to boot with that 17 goal in the 14 starts. And for me, he's 100% top 50 in the world. Could argue higher, but uh, yeah, this is ultimately where I've decided to put him. Um, now, uh, moving on, basically what's just happened is I'm discovering a mistake that uh, Memphis Depay have written down for two positions, which means ultimately that as we've sp- spoken... Sp- uh, Speaking about earlier, uh, Dusan Tadic, who I completely forgot about, he can come into that uh, fold after some magnificent Champions League performance at the latter end of last year. So, uh, 47 is the mark. 48, sorry, I skipped over actually. I noticed the mistake a bit in advance. Kaldu Kulavali is uh, 48. All round, great centre back. Really say about Koulibaly that hasn't already been said already. 46, Romelu Lukaku. He's had a new lease of life this year, is the best way I can describe it. Uh, unbelievable at the start of the season for um, for Inter Milan. And let's not forget that he was great over the course of his Premier League career, scoring 20 goals pretty much every season for the likes of Everton. Really carried that Man United team at times in his first season. And uh, yeah, I think people have done him a bit of disjustice about his weight and different things. Great striker. Uh, 45th, Joshua Kimmich, an all-round right-back midfielder, versatile. I like him. A very Bayern player and a really top, top player for me. 
45th in the world. Pretty accurate. 44th. Uh, Sergio Ramos is where I've, this is where I put Sergio Ramos. Um, I can definitely people see people saying they a bit better, but Real Madrid's defense for the last two years hasn't really been great. Sergio Ramos been performance in that lots of red cards. I mean, over the course of his career, he's been a great centre back, but I think at this age he's starting to come in decline. And 44th, it's not a bad position for any player. Uh, 43rd is Felipe Coutinho. Um. I mean, he's really starting to find a home at Bayern Munich, in my opinion. Um, 43rd, best player in the world. I think that's very accurate. A phenomenal player on his day. We've all seen the stuff he did at Liverpool. The brilliant goals, etc., etc. And, uh, yeah. I think 43rd in the world is a fair placement. Even though he had a terrible year at Barcelona last year. 41st, uh, <laughs> Gigi Wijnaldum. Really, come on and leaps and bounds since uh, joining Liverpool. Converted lower and lower. I mean, he scored four goals in one game with Newcastle. You'd never see him do that now, even though he's a far better player. Uh, if you just see the way he changed that game in the Champions League uh, in the second leg against Barcelona, when he came on and scored two goals, uh, often forgotten because Origi and Trent for that quick move is more seen as the hero of that night. But. Um, yeah, the reason he's only coming in here is because I don't think he's unbelievable or the anywhere close to the best in the world at any position. He's a very well-rounded footballer. Um, 41st, Icardi. Goal machine. Not involved in the play, nothing else to offer. Just a goal machine. Proving it at PSG this year. Proved it time upon time. And in Milan. Just, just guaranteed goals. That's just what he is. And uh, yeah. For that reason, he has to come in for me as the 41st best player in the world. 14th, Christian Eriksen having a horrible season before I say anything else about Christian Eriksen. But in terms of his technical ability, what we've seen from in the past, the output we've got, I think when he moves this year, which I'm starting to think he may be United, because that team does look very, that attack does look very strong with a front four of Eriksen, Martial, Rashford. James stuck in there as well. I think that looks very strong and a base. Even though Pogba won't be playing his best, he'll still do a lot to good in that base next to Scott McDominay and I think that could be good for them going forward. And I think he'll prove it once again when he goes, even if he doesn't go to uh, Manchester United. Uh, 39th, Saul Miguez. Um, I've always loved Saul as a footballer. I mean, he's just a well-rounded player good defensive actions I mean he's just a great player great to watch great to have on your team there's not much else I can say about so 38 is one of England's uh, young hopes for the future Jane Sancho had the bravery to leave England now he seems to have fallen out with Dortmund and after that uh, the way he left City as well they put his foot down maybe you could see that he may have an attitude problem creeping in, but great output, goals and assists. I think whoever picks him up, because I think he will go this year. I'm hoping it's Chelsea, because he is, I mean, he's confessed uh, that he is a Chelsea fan, boyhood Chelsea fan. Hopefully we get him. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just a great player. Even if we don't, still a great player. 37th, Antoine Griezmann. I think 
people may think th- th- of this as a controversial opinion. Um, Antoine Griezmann never had the best output in the world. I mean, people always debated that his output would be higher in the 30 goals as opposed to like the late teens, early 20s if he wasn't in a defensive system, but since he's gone to Barca, much more progressive uh, system and uh, the goals have dried up, if anything, and uh, for me, even though he's won a World Cup, even though he's achieved great things, and uh, no one can debate that he hasn't done, but uh, 37 in the world at this stage, probably about right. 36, though, it's going to be Serge Nabry. Come on in leaps and bounds this year. Very good last year, I believe he was buying fair of the year, but um, this year again, just really coming on. Four goals away at Spurs, really says it all. And the main man in Germany's attack coming into the Euros. <laughs> it's interesting to see how he'll develop. And um, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing more of him in the future. 35th, Ederson. We've seen Ederson in the Premier League for a very a very long time now. I think, well, not very long. Three or four years at this stage. But uh, yeah, I think for me... Ball playing, shot stopping, very strong, but overall, he's not an insane goalkeeper. I mean, I think I, I think I only have three ahead of him, and I think all his shot stoppers can also do with the feet, and I think uh, they're all better than him. I'm afraid Ederson, 34th, Timo Werner. Now, once this man get, if this man comes to the Premier League, I think it could be. I think he could really succeed and propel his name into one of the best players in the world. And I really hope he does the same in the Bundesliga forever. And uh, he's been scoring goals there. So excited to see what he, this man can do in the future. Uh, 33rd, Skriniar. This is... I can definitely see a lot of controversy around this opinion. People saying he should be lower. But I think over the last few years... Skrini- well, last two years mainly, let's be honest... Skriniar has developed into one of the best centre-backs in the world. I mean, great ball playing, very solid in the air, the tackle, everything. A bit of a leader as well. I mean, I think he's an absolutely phenomenal centre-back. And if he came to a team like Chelsea, I honestly think he could propel us into serious title challenges. Him and Rudiger in a back two. Tomori as well, potentially. And uh, Zuma, backup. That's very strong for such a weak defensive area. And yeah, I'm going to do another podcast on Chelsea later after the Leo game. But um, to talk about the kind of mini crisis we're in. But um, yeah, and uh, that's all I have really have to say about Skriniar. 32 and 31, they're package deal, Trent and Robertson. I've, g- I've gone with Robertson slightly ahead because I think he's a bit more solid defensively. But um, both phenomenal attacking output, both pretty good defensively. Robertson is a little bit better. And both probably do I have them as the two best fullbacks in the world? Don't think I have anyone ahead of them. Yeah, so uh, the two best fullbacks in the world apparently. Unless I do <coughs> make another mistake like I did in the uh, like I did in the Lacazette situation. But anyways, thirty at Pogba. For me Pogba had to be in the top uh, thirty. Because uh, he's just such a great player. On his day, unplayable, always, I mean, not always at his best, that's, I'm not going to say that. But on his day, absolutely unplayable in the middle of the park. And can really shape his 
friends at Man United team. Maybe something special. They do in the truth they are bang average. World Cup winner as well. Just Paul Pogba's a great player and I think if he does leave United because he doesn't seem to want to be there anymore, I think he'll prove his worth at one of the top teams in the world. Twenty eight nine to Kane. I think Kane has been slightly worse in the last few years. I would have had him that year, I believe it was it twenty seventeen, he outscored uh, Messi and Ronaldo. And uh, they over the cross course of the calendar year, and um, I think Kane he's always going to be a phenomenal goal scorer. But uh, there are other strikers who can give you more overall, and he hasn't actually been the top. He wasn't actually the top goal scorer last year in the Premier League. Uh, three people outscored him, so sensing a little bit of a decline. And this year as well hasn't. He's come good under Jose, but before that, very poor. At the Starting under Poch. Bumiang, 28th. Uh, just a better striker for me. Contributes more for their team. And I think. I think. Uh, yeah. I think uh, this seems like a fair placement for him based on all that he contributes to that Arsenal team. Only two Arsenal players made the top 100. Him and Lacazette. And I think he's comfortably better than Lacazette. 27th, Fernandinho. I mean, this man has won City titles, uh, but the reason that he's coming in 27 is I don't think he's been particularly good as a centre back at the start of this year. I mean, ga- there are games like against Chelsea where he played a phenomenal game, but over the course of the year, the, the defence has been so leaky. And he's been in that back four the whole way through. So I don't think he can go guilt free. Um, so yeah, that's put him down here. 26, Paolo Dybala. Really starting to come good. Under Sari, Sari, I think he's been—he was a poor appointment, and I think that Juve team is underperforming, as evident by the fact that uh, the second in the title race. And uh, if Sari comes in and doesn't win the league for the first time in however many years, I know Allegri won it pretty much every year. I think he did win it every year, mine pretty much, and I think that'll show a poor managerial appointment, which I said it was from the start. Twenty-fifth, I've gone with Leroy Sané. Leroy Sané, injured at the minute, but te- it's tested. Bayern very rarely get it horribly wrong with transfers. And the way they're chasing this man, like, I've never seen them chase another player before for such a high price, shows how good he is. And uh, his output, he's been Premier League Young Player of the Year before, and uh, he's just great to watch as well. So direct in his play, and... Uh, like a good position for him. 24th, Sergio Aguero, a goal machine. There's no other way to describe this man. In front of goal, absolutely phenomenal. I'd say he's probably the second, maybe second or third best Premier League striker of all time. You could argue he's number one, actually. There's a strong argument to be made, uh, but... Uh, yeah, still one of the top players in the world. 23rd, Marquinhos. I can definitely see some controversies around this pick, but I think versatile. Of all the versatile players that I've mentioned before, like the likes of Kimmich, Lucas Hernandez, he's the best versatile player. I mean, he was absolutely phenomenal at holding midfield last year. Great in a back four or back three, anywhere. Just a phenomenal versatile player that any 
team in the world. I think he started any team in the world, Marquinhos. I honestly think he's that good. Maybe a, you could say I'm overrating him, but for me, that's where he places. 22nd, Fabinho. Uh, well, I think since Fabinho came in to that Liverpool midfield, it's, he's just a great player. It's just another. I don't know. What, I don't want to keep mentioning Liverpool players just talking about how good they are because it just it just does annoy me. Fabinho, great player, 22nd best in the world. Move on. 21st, I'm Laporte. Undeniably the second best centre back in the Premier League, and um, I think this year City are going to lose the title because he's been injured, which proves that this posi- that this uh, position for him is correct. Because when you can take a team from that just got 100 points when you're 98 years points the next year, and then um, take him out of the back line, and then it's just being capitulated. I think that shows his, that shows what a good player he is. At 28, Luis Suarez. He really Suarez. He's been phenomenal. I think he scored 10 goals started this year. And his outlook is he's just not declining. I think some people may even want to see the likes of Dembele getting into the team. Just expected brilliance, which is what is needed for the top 20. Expected consistent brilliance, and that's why he ranks in here. 19. Moving on, anyways. <laughs> just sorry. Moving on very quick there. Uh, 19th, anyways, is going to be Matthias De Ligt. Not made an incredible start to his Juventus life, but the way he played at Ajax, the leader he was, the captain he was, to Champions League semi final at such a young age, I think it shows he's going to be a top, if not the best centre back in the world, for a prolonged period of time. And certainly deserving of top 20 right now. Uh, we're moving on to 18th position, and that's going to be Mark Andre Ter Stegen. Very well-rounded goalkeeper. Very well-rounded goalkeeper he is. Um, for Barcelona, you could argue you could argue he's been the best for a few years now. I put two ahead of him, uh, but there's no denying how what a good uh, player he is. 17th, uh, Varane, Champions League winner and a World Cup winner in one year. Consistently. Real Madrid's best centre back, very fast, very, very good physically. General, good passer of the ball. He's everything you'd want in your modern day centre back, and 100% top 20 in the world for me. Um, players that is not centre backs. Uh, 16th, yeah, now Black, one of the ones uh, I've had ahead of Ter Stegen. Just a great shot stopper. I know he is a great defence in front of him. Well, he's been brilliant for a number of years now. Fifth, and he just he's just expected brilliance, as I uh, spoke about earlier. Fifteenth, Eden Hazard. I mean, there's a strong argument to be made that I would have put Eden Hazard higher up had he not left Chelsea. But he has, and I'm always going to have that bit of a bias. But fifteenth uh, best player in the world, I think it's fairly accurate. Um, he's, a good, he's a great player, but never reached 20 goals in a season, which ultimately... I think he was around here in the Ballon d'Or as well, so yeah, I think this is a fair placement for him. Fourteenth, Frankie De Jong. I've al- I always said that the Ligt would be uh, turning out to be a better player than Frankie De Jong, but De Jong is just that bit ahead of him at the minute. With everything in midfield, absolutely everything. And the likes of Skets, who haven't even put him in the top hundred, I think he's really making up for a lot of their flaws at the minute. Uh, well, Arthur's who have put in it, but he's not uh, always there. Uh, 
the defensive. No need to start and keep talking about him. But anyway, uh, Frankie Dion, 14 best players in the world. 13, Bernardo Silva. I mean, it does pain me to put Bernardo Silva this low. I think he's a great, complete player. Dribbles all around the pitch. I mean, I might do this next three together, might as well. They're all City players. But Bernardo Silva, 13. Um, Raheem starting 12. And Kevin De Bruyne, 11. No City player makes it to the top 10, which is fairly controversial, I'd say. But I, I couldn't distinguish themselves these too much. I think they're so evenly matched. And um, Bernardo Silva pains me from there. Raheem Sterling. Strong argument to be made that he's the best winger in the world, but really, at times he hasn't showed up when City have needed him most over in recent times, so that's why he's been knocked down. And, uh, Kevin De Bruyne, he's just he's a great midfielder, great pass to the ball, and he's on the at the top of the bunch, but uh, still top of the bunch, but. Uh, Still doesn't crack the top 10. As the 10th player I've gone for is Allison. Best goalkeeper in the world. Had to have a goalkeeper in the top 10 for me. There just had to be one. And uh, for me it was Allison uh, Becker. Uh, and I don't think many people will dispute that. Ninth, Nkola Kante. Strong bias here. Uh, Kante is probably my favourite player. Uh, but for me, People spoke about him in the top 10 in the world when he was just after joining Chelsea. When he was just purely pace and defending. And then in the first season under Conte, he added passing to his game, a better range of passing. Second season, he added dribbling to his game. And then over the last two seasons, he's added more goals to his game as well. So he's now just, as well as being the best player in the world in that role, he's now added others these other things to make him a complete midfielder on top of that so in my opinion he has to be top 10 in the world and I'm always going to pick him over Allison every day of the week 8th uh, Mohamed Salah um, Salah is still the top 10 player in the world I believe he was 5th in the Ballon d'Or but there's reason to be worried for Mohamed Salah as of uh, right now and uh, yeah uh, just not playing the way he has. I think he declined from his first year at Liverpool, where he was phenomenal. He declined, took a big step last back last year, and taken another big step back this year. So, I mean, there's an argument to be made that he could be washed up by 30. I don't think that's going to happen, but um, yeah, and for me, he's still a top 10 player in the world. Great. I mean, he was back to back golden boots in the Premier League, the most competitive league in the world. That was the only need to know. Seventh though, Neymar. I'm a forgotten man, uh, but I think people need to remember that he's a brilliant footballer. Aside from all the antics, everything else, he's a fantastic footballer. And there's a reason that absolutely ridiculous bid came in from uh, Bar- from Barcelona, which involved 90 million, Coutinho and Dembele. If they re- if they those were the people they chose, and I think it proves that still a great player and if he wasn't and I think if they make a Champions League run this year maybe he'll, he'll be put back into the category where honestly he just belongs 6-0 best striker in the world well and then out and out number 9 Robert Lewandowski I mean how many goals he scored this year I mean he's outscoring a lot of top teams in the world 
sitting on in the Bundesliga at the age of 31 16 goals oh so he's one less at the minute actually never mind um, Immobile probably scored against uh, Inter when they beat them but he's 10 goals in the Champions League so far this year <laughs> I mean that's absolutely ridiculous he's <laughs> only been 5 games 2 goals a game in the Champions League just all around brilliant number 9 in the running for one of the best of all time. In the running, I'd say he's probably top 10 best strikers of all time. And I say that as a man who really doesn't like Lewandowski. That's the truth about it. I mean, I, I, never, I, just, I, just, I remember when Ireland were playing him one time when against Poland, just his antics getting people sent off. And, but I think if he was on your team, you'd love him. And uh, yeah. Robert Lewandowski, sixth, fifth. A man who finished uh, fourth in the Ballon d'Or race, but I knocked him down one space. Sadio Mane, there's a reason that Messi voted him as his uh, FIFA the best player and uh, that is because Sadio Mane is a phenomenal footballer. Um, he's, I mean, I don't know what else there is to say about Sadio Mane that hasn't already been said. Goals, assists, speed, probably their most influential player, well, definitely an attack, Liverpool. And, uh, yeah, I think it's the best player in the world, Sadio Mane. It, it makes sense to me. Uh, fourth, though, is a man who's more prolific than him and is only 20 years old, Kylian Mbappe. Uh, <laughs> Messi this week has won his sixth Ballon d'Or. The thing I think about is I don't think he's going to be winning Ballon d'Ors once he gets to the age of 34, which is in two years. Then it's going to be other people. Kylian Mbappe could get more Ballon d'Ors than Messi. I mean, there's that period for when he turns around 23 to 31. Where, as of right now, obviously, there's going to be players that come up. But he could easily streaks ahead of everyone else in the world. I mean, he, he's not going to be a better player than Messi. But when Messi goes, and the superhuman goes in Lionel Messi, there's that vacancy. And I think that easily Kylian Mbappe could uh, fill that and be one of the best and be the best player in the world for five many years. He's definitely gonna be up there. I for I have him fourth now based on his just unbelievably prolific goal scoring record. He's now in the top tw- ten PSG goal scorers of all time. He's twenty years old and he's only ju- and he only just finishes is it his first or second full season at PSG. Seventy one goals he's on currently for teams since joining them. He's 20 years old. It's ridiculous, Roman. But anyways, moving into the top three, you know they were going to be. Third is Ronaldo. Uh, I think Ronaldo, uh, maybe he is the third best player in the world right now, but I think it's on merit for what he's achieved in his career that I put him here. Still an unbelievable player. Uh, absolutely unbelievable. Undisputedly top ten in the world. But in decline and that means Messi and Van Dijk is just out of touching distance from last minute and I think that was kind of when he didn't show up for the long run so he knew he didn't have any chance but he's always previously considered himself the best player in the world and uh, maybe not the third best at the minute but he's, 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 I mean for years I denied how good Cristiano Ronaldo is 
and uh, now I th- maybe he's got worse. I started to appreciate how good he was for all that time. Uh, but anyways, two Van Dijk, Liverpool's centre back. Yeah, I'm not going to talk about Van Dijk. Just too annoying to play against. Too annoying because of how much Liverpool fans love him. And but anyways, number one, the best player in the world, best player of all time, Lionel Messi. Um, Lionel Messi. There's nothing else to say. Best player in the world, best player of all time, most prolific. What can I say about Messi that hasn't already been said a thousand times? Um, if I do this again, possibly in the long term future. He'll come in at the top of my all-time top scores, uh, which is the one I might do if I reach over 200 total plays. And uh, yeah, that's it. That's going to be the end of the podcast there. Make sure to come back because I will be doing a uh, football nutshell on the implementation of the European Super League very, very soon. As well as the other one I want to do is another Blue is the Colour podcast. So thank you very much for listening and goodbye.